Hello and welcome to Podcast Eater, the Culture podcast. My name is Ezekiel, I'm the editor and co-runner of Culture and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Ellipsis Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Ellipsis? That's brand new. Am I the artist formerly known as Brendan or something? Or No, just Ellipsis. How are you going today? I'm doing okay, I'm doing very okay. Uh, how are you doing, Ez? Yeah, I'm, I'm not bad. Thanks for asking. So, I believe we have you on today for a reason. Apparently that reason is silence. I don't know what the reason is. I, I've just been tapped on the shoulder by some other Brendan in the water cooler for me to cover his shift. Wait, wait, in the water cooler? Well, at the water cooler, I should say. Um. Well, I mean, no, no, but like, what, what do you mean cover his shift? Because... We just have a series of special guests on here. Yeah, but the other Brendan decided to to shirk his duty, so it's me this oh, time he... instead of that Brendan. Okay. So I don't know what we're oh, doing well... here. You're going to have to hold my hand Wait. through this. Okay, are you Ellipsis Brendan then, or are you a different Brendan entirely? I need to... I don't know which Brendan I am. I just got tapped on the shoulder to come in here. <laughs> you should know who you are. I... Who are we exactly? I don't know. Anyway, we're, but anyway, we're, we're talking. We're talking about this is going nowhere, uh, or is it? We're talking about a Japanese folkloric tale today. Mm. It is a short one, and we're probably going to butcher pronunciations, so uh, we do say sorry in advance. Yeah, we are talking about. Oh, I'm getting. I'm getting a piece of paper handed to me uh the story of momotaro or the story of the son of a peach so i suppose do you want to start off with this one and we'll go from there uh yeah yeah okay i'll, I'll start so once there was old people spoilers <laughs> total spoilers. back back in the land that was before there was old people and they were poor Mm-hmm. And one of them went to wash their clothes, wash the clothes or something, and they saw a large peach floating down. Yeah, it was the old woman who came to find the uh, large peach, and it was actually like much more massive than she'd ever seen before. Hey, I thought this this was my thing. I'm to start just adding with. to it. <laughs> Fine. My chaotic Brendan, I do what I please. Uh- <laughs> Within reason, though. Within so reason, not of completely course. chaotic. Well, well, only mildly chaotic on Tuesdays. Well. <laughs> so anyway, she goes. This will make a, a lovely snack for my husband. She goes home, and then later on, she offers. She goes to offer the peach to her husband, and the peach is heavier. Mm-hmm. Then she puts it on the table, and the peach then says something. Or something is like, hang on a minute. That's roughly what it says, if I remember correctly. And then it splits open, and out comes a boy who speaks in a most beyond his years manner, mm. and says that like something like, "The heavens have sent me to be your son, because you have wished for a son or something." Yeah, pretty much. And something about his good looks, blah 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 blah. Anyway, time passes, and then. The boy gets this idea to go fight some 
demons. At 15 years old, no less. I'm going to go down to uh, the island of demons and go kill all the demons and bring peace to Japan. And, and, and you're just like... Or Nippon. Or Nippon. Or Nihon. Is it Nihon or Nippon? I'm not sure. It can be both. It's either Nippon or Nihon. Yep. What what happens is Momotaro goes on a journey. Mm-hmm. As as he will. Yeah. And ends up being joined by a dog, a monkey, and a peacock? A bird. A pheasant. A pheasant, yep. right. So not a peacock. Okay. How do I get to Peacock? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> you know, they, they all go on a merry jaunt. And then they go fight the demons. And they take all the treasures. Mm-hmm. And the boy then returns to the old family. And they lived happily ever after. Well, that's about as... If, if you're glossing over everything, yeah, that's true. Um, well, there's, there's going to be multiple versions of this tale. Yeah, yeah, because these are, like, this is a an old Japanese folklore tale. All right, well, what, what did I miss? You, you fill in the details. Well, I guess you pretty much got most of, like, you pretty much got everything. Um, he ends up befriending the, the dog, the monkey, and the pheasant. Um, they go to the island. They kill all the demons. He saves the daimyo's, uh, Daughter, uh, Damio's daughters. He comes back home a hero. He becomes rich and famous. He takes care of his parents until they pass away. There's not really much else, really. I don't even know if there's kind of like a because because most Japanese folklore that I've read usually has like a um a moral to the story, and I'm not sure if I can feel like if I can see the moral here. Or at least if it's just a general fairy tale with, like, you know, just being a stand-up guy, I guess. Or, well, Dan, I say stand-up guy very loosely because he, he's, like, very, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> well, like, I mean, th- there could be more to the whole thing than what we've read, you know? Yeah, Because, true. you know, he's a, he's a known hero of Japanese folklore, so it, it's quite possible there's a lot more to it. Um, and this is just but one adventure. So, Momotaro does the things. Mm-hmm. At first his parents are like, well, we're, you know, like, wait, please don't go. What if something happens? And Momotaro says, eh, nothing will happen, it She'll be apples. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine, but let us make you these uh, dumplings first? Or is it mooncake? It's a cake of some sort. I'm pretty sure it might have been been dumplings because also I think you were going to get it to it later, but you're also... I think you also mentioned after we chatted a little bit about it beforehand that it's got some links to... Well, there's there's a reference to it in Okami. Yeah, I was going yeah. to get to that later. Thanks, Brendan. You just you just ruined the surprise. We don't do surprises here on the channel uh, on the podcast. All right. On the channel. No, no. <laughs> on on the chodcast. On the chod chodcast. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's people. If if you want to check out, now is the time because, as you can tell, this is already anyway. Whatever. So, I guess without really knowing much about Japanese symbol uh, metaphors and analogies and representations and whatnot, mm. you could probably say that the the dog, the monkey, and the pheasant, not the peacock, because mm. I don't think you get peacocks in Japan. And, but anyway, they all probably represent certain aspects of, of Japanese culture, maybe. Or, well, not Japanese culture, I should say, but like maybe some sort of um virtue. I don't uh, know. No, no, you're kind of right, because like, from what I remember, like a do- the dog could be a symbol of loyalty. I'm not sure what the monkey could be. Probably a uh, symbol of monkeys. Symbol of monkeys. <laughs> uh, the pheasant, though. Um, the symbol of pheasants. Symbol of pheasants, yes. Um, well, obviously, Momotaro utilizing their innate skills. Like, obviously, because the pheasant's a bird, it could possibly do uh, some reconnaissance work and, um, and attack from above. The dog is probably super fast and can... Um, harm people with its uh, sharp teeth and the monkey can just climb around everywhere and do whatever the hell he pleases uh, the monkey wields a sword as well ah oh does he oh that's right yes he does too which doesn't seem to come into play doesn't come into play at all like you probably can sort of put the pieces together that he ends up slaying a few demons with his sword but you know Ah, but we also don't know whether or not he carries it with his tail. Maybe, like, they're meant to represent uh, certain parts of uh, Nippon at the time. There's a bit of infighting at first, although Motaro kind of coerces them into become getting along, so maybe it has to do with uniting different parts of Nippon mm. under one banner to fight off foreign invaders of sorts. Mm. And... The old people, uh, what Nippon was before it became divided? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing so hard. My level of knowledge of when it, uh, when it comes to the um, breaking apart and unification of Japan is still very fuzzy, I guess. There's not too much I know about um, how things were back in those days. But yeah, I'm guessing this is probably a story from a time where Japan was probably divided and I'm guessing the um the the demons could be an allegory for an a rival country or um an evil oyabun or something like that oh that I I'm pretty certain they're meant to represent foreign invaders it it kind of feels a bit like a propaganda piece you know oh the cannibals they steal our stuff you know they yeah. take our Oh, babes. <laughs> Take our babes. <laughs> what, is, what is this? What is this Duke Nukem? They, take, they took our babes and we're going to go kill them. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's Duke Momotaro. Is Momotaro. Sorry for Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. I, I need some alien toilets. I need some alien heads to plug my toilet. Who's next? <laughs> Those demon bastards will pay for shooting up my ride. <laughs> 
So, yeah, Duke Nukem travels to the northern end of Japan mm. to find new alien heads to plug his toilet. <laughs> For some reason. For some unknown reason, yeah, he finds the Daimyo's daughters and they all... Yeah, I think we're, we're going back over what we said anyway. He, he, he ends the day, he wins the war and comes back home and lives out his days with his parents. If I remember correctly, he kills all the demons and gets to the demon chief. And the demon chief is like, yeah, okay, I understand. I'm sorry, but we need to survive too or something like that. Or well, he basically, like, after he destroys his enti- Momotaro and the animals destroy his entire army, he basically just goes, I'm sorry, I'm begging for forgiveness. Um, I'll give you all the treasure you want if you spare my life. And Isn't he also, like, something like, um... Yeah, we, we need to, they, like, we need to eat two or something like that. I, I don't know. Something like that, but he he, dares, he does say, like, it's not like you to give up, but I'm not going to let you give up, but I'll take, your, I'll take your plunder anyway, you know? Didn't you say something like, I'm, I'm going to kill you regardless? Yeah, and I can't. Kill him? As it's quoted here, I cannot spare your wicked life, however much you beg, for you have killed and tortured many people and robbed our country for many years. Well, that's definitely... Now that now that I think on more of it, it's definitely a bit of a propaganda piece for foreign invaders. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he doesn't kill him anyway. Well, we don't know that; it's never mentioned again. The, the only thing we do know is that the monkey takes him away, and that's all we hear about it. But yeah, honestly, it's an okay enough story. Like, it's nothing special. Well, okay, got to think about the time it was written. I'm guessing it would have been pretty. Um, it definitely would have been, at least for some young children, a heroic tale of um, uh, of a child, uh, of a fifteen-year-old boy going to war on his own with a gr- with a well, not on his own, with a group of animals, and destroying the foreign demons and winning. Maybe it, it, it's not because, like, the whole thing has has an air of the divine, right? So it's not just a child off going off to war. Yeah, yeah. Well, he comes from a peach, so obviously it's a little bit more divine uh, than most stories. Than well, some. Than some, yeah. But like the, the whole thing with it, though, is that um, I mean, it could have been, yeah, like a, a form of propaganda in the time. We don't know that, and eventually evolved into folklore. Maybe it wasn't, and then it became applicable to a form of propaganda the thing is like what we've probably read is a heavily truncated version of the story yeah that's how it feels because a lot of it Mamoru feels very um uh imperialistic i guess well maybe not imperialistic but very uh forceful like it, it's good that he's kind of headstrong and, and a bit cocksure but um he feels very uh like kind of dominating and overly assertive yeah i agree with that so, I strongly think that what we've read is truncated and not the full thing, and maybe there's a bit more depth to the character and whatnot, right? Yeah, or there might other there might be other tales in Momotaro's history. So, um, yeah, it's a kind of it, I don't know. I feel it's a bit of a hard call to make. I, I do kind of want to call him a bit of an asshole, though. <laughs> Even though I've just said all that I've just said, he, he's you know he's still an asshole. Well, you think he's an asshole. I'm, I'm fifty-fifty on that one. Maybe he's an inspiring leader. Maybe it just, you know, is it's an archetype at least. I enjoyed it. It was a good read for a short story. 
A good read for a short story? What? You're saying most short stories are not good reads? How do you know? Have you read every short story? I don't like this kind of questioning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I choose, I choose to abstain. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty good for what it is, but yeah, it, it heavily feels truncated and it feels like we're not getting the full story here. There's def, it definitely feels like there's bits and pieces missing. There's probably a, a much more full version. Look, I, I think it, it's neat for what it is. Mm. Uh, it, it gets, it, it, you know, it has a start, a middle, and end. And it, it works. But yeah, I'd probably... I'd, I'm willing to to uh, insinuate that what we've seen is not the actual full short thing. Yeah. And just like, yeah, a much more... Anyway, I've already said that. I think we should probably wrap that up because that might be a bit too long for this particular episode. <laughs> Before we do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as an aside, because it didn't come up earlier in yeah. any way, shape or form, Brendan, did you know that Okami has a reference to Mamataro. Okami, the game that originally came out on PlayStation 2, then Wii, then PS3, Xbox, and Wii U, maybe, and then Switch, and other consoles, and PC, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah, in in Cyan City, Cyan City, Cyan City, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, sorry. Uh, Okamo, uh, Okamo, Mamataro is little boy. Hmm. And yeah, he's he's a tiny bit a part of a subquest, uh, a side quest. Sorry, where like you, you you get him these dumplings, and then you can get dumplings from him. I think once a day, or like every time you talk to him, I I can't remember. And you know he, he looks a little bit like a, a monkey, and you know he's like kind of peach pants on as well. Hmm. And also because like when the demon island came out, like this distant demon island, I, I looked it up, and this is how I, I kind of clued on, right? Yeah. Because you know, Okami, there's an Oni Island, and the Demon Island made me start thinking about that, right? So I looked it up, and it yeah, it turns out that also the Oni, or it's probably Oni Island, I don't know, is based on Onigashima. Mm. Probably butchered the pronunciation there too. Oni Island is based, yeah, on Onigashima. Onigashima. Anyway. <laughs> Which is the island that Momotaro visits, mm. which itself is sort of based on and, and sort of linked to, and I say sort of because it has been linked to, but you know, there's not necessarily any guarantee there, to Megajima, which is an island located in the Seto Inland Sea of Japan. Mm. That That's all. Okay, cool. <laughs> I've got to admit, like, it kind of makes sense because Akami is definitely rooted in um, a lot of Japanese folk- folklore anyway, so it kind of makes sense that the story of Momotaro would be um, represented in such a way within the game, so it's not bad. It's not bad. But anyway, yeah, let's call that a wrap. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, de- definitely, I think maybe, yeah, we should... Get you on again sometime and maybe if we see any more, discuss it further. Yeah, but right. until cool. then, thank you for being here. All right, thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad the other Brendan tipped me off for this, so it's more enjoyable than I thought, but... Wait, what? Is there anything you'd like to spruik? Yes, in most indeedy. Um, I stream under Beersy on twitch.tv. Uh, you find me there from Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays from 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm also... 
on Twitter under BZ93, and you can also find my reviews on the Culture Radio website as well. Excellent. Well, yeah, let's let's call it a wrap. Thank you to everyone who has uh, listened to this episode as well as the previous ones. Thank you to all our readers. Thank you to our subscribers and, well, our Patreoners, Patroners, our supporters. Uh, we all hope that you're getting something out of this, yeah, even if we cover things you're not particularly interested in. And, of course, a big thank you to Sixo. Thank you so much, Sixo. Sixo, despite everything that you have to deal with from us, yeah, keep the thing rolling on and on. And on, and on, and on. I was trying to fade out there, but, you know. On, and on, and on, and on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I guess, yeah, that's pretty much it from us today. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a good one. Stay safe. Be kind to each other, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.